0: So you're interested in Xbox Game Pass deal. So that's fantastic. Well, maybe you're interested in the new Microsoft Xbox personal care items. Yeah, it's a real thing. Sega Genesis Mini 32X and Mega CD attachments. Is that a real thing? Uncharted, The Last of Us, and Blizzard all announced some shutdowns recently. Update on Shenmue 3. IKEA entering the gaming ring. 8K TVs hitting the market finally. And the new apple cheese grater is coming to market. That and the community photo event that we had last week, hashtag limited edition, shows me that all of the listeners of this podcast own incredible stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, hello. Welcome back to Heine House Live. This is episode number 13, shall we? Welcome to Heiny House Live, Live. a podcast about the exciting and ever-changing world of gaming gaming and and technology. technology. Heiny House Live is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you you listen listen to podcasts. podcasts. For all other info, including links to our community Discord, Mm. live video feed, episode archive, and a whole host of other great great entertainment, entertainment. please visit HeineHouse.com. Goddamn son of a bitch. (laughs) 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 Yes, yes, yes (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, hello, how are you doing? Welcome back to Heine House Live, episode number 13 We are recording this uh, June 9th, 2019 And E3 is happening right now as I'm recording this All kinds of great stuff is happening and so I just want to let you know as a first update to let you know, I am not going to be talking about E3 this episode. I want to finish. Uh, I think it ends on Tuesday. I think Nintendo wraps it up on Tuesday. Once that happens, I'm going to get all of my notes and all of my thoughts together, and I'm going to be doing a live show on Twitch. So make sure to follow me over on twitch.tv slash the house. You can go ahead and check me out there and just follow along. And uh, you'll get updates on social media of when I'm planning to do. This It's going to be next week. Either um, Sunday night or maybe during the week. I'm not sure yet. Depends on how excited I get. Uh, And you know I get very excited. So, uh, yeah, follow along. It's going to be fun. And we'll be able to interact with you guys and get the the chat and community's feedback on what everyone else thought about E3 2019 and all that good, good stuff. So let's go ahead, jump right into it. Again, folks... This is the podcast, gaming, technology, life, comedy, all kinds of fun stuff. Whatever happens, happens. That's the beauty of it. So thanks for joining me here today. Uh, if you're on YouTube, I got a live feed, Heine House Entertainment. You can look me up and check out the live video feed that we have there. And uh, also, well, you already know because you're listening to it. But on all, the, all your podcasting uh, apps, have it, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. I mean, you name it. I'm everywhere. Good or bad, I'm there. In fact, ask your smart devices in your home to play the most recent episode of House Live, and it will do so. So if you're at home or in the bathroom or wherever you have your smart device, just ask it. Just, you know, become one with your your smart device. And of course, the show is completely uh, supported and funded by your support on Patreon. Give it up right here. All these people on the screen. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you! Thank you all so much. Patreon.com/slash Jason Heine. That's me. Well, boy, oh boy, that's me. Barney D. Dinosaur. Holy shit! I'm on fucking fire. Yeah, I, I do a, I do a pretty good Barney impression. It definitely hasn't gotten me laid ever. And it shouldn't. Okay, this this is getting weird. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> and of course, everywhere else, if you want to interact, you know where to go. My website, heinyhouse.com. You guys know. Okay, um, I'm going to open this up. We have a jam packed episode. Got my timer started a little late. That's fine. Um, but we have a jam packed episode here. I got lots of great stuff to talk about. This week in gaming history is coming up. And of course, we have all this great news about Xbox, we got some Twitch stuff. Um, We have some Ikea news. We have some tech stuff, some AK TVs. Oh, my gosh. The list goes on, and I'm excited to start talking about this. First thing, um, I got this today in the mail. Not in the mail. I got this at Best Buy. (laughs) I was looking at it on Amazon, and then I realized the homie uh, Choncho sent me a text. My friend John sent me a text and was like, hey, this is at Best Buy for like 30 bucks right now, so you better go uh, maybe check it out. And I said to myself back in the day, I said, you know what? If it gets to be 20 or $30, I'll get it. And I'm looking at and holding here for people who do, who do not see the video feed. This is the Sony PlayStation 1 Classic. Boom, 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 boom. What in the fuck, bro? Yeah, I know. I know. And I know what you're thinking. Why in the hell did you get this? Well... First of all, I kind of wanted to collect it. I like I like the way it looks, and I'm very nostalgic to this. I was there at launch for this console and remember it fondly, and this is nothing like that. <laughs> like, yeah, that was a much better time. Yeah, I know. I know. But what I'm interested about is, yeah, they have... they Okay, so they have a mixture of um, NTSC and PAL games on the back, and I guess the biggest issue is that some of them run... At 50 hertz. So the frame rate is shit. And they just, they stutter. They don't run right uh, in the U.S., which is interesting that they would do that. And it's pretty obvious. I mean, I don't want to beat down the horse over and over again with this because you guys already know what's going on. They just tried to make a quick buck with this. And they rushed it out. They half-assed it. They have games that require analog support, like Ridge Racer Type 4, one of my favorite Ridge Racer games. But they don't have a proper analog joystick with this. It's just like, come on. Then they put the PAL games on. Like, it's fine if you put PAL, but like, make it for the different regions, right? Make it for the different fucking regions. Why are you doing this, Sony? And it's just to make a quick buck. And in the end, it backfired completely. They thought they were going to have a really great little mini console because Nintendo obviously has great mini consoles. But this backfired, and it's very obvious that they just cut corners and uh, shoveled the shit into our ass, and uh, no one bought it. And it was $100 and it didn't even come with a power cord or a uh, AC adapter. It came with the cable but not the adapter. Just half-assed. Just half-assed. So 30 bucks, yes, it's worth it. I am excited to look into the community now and see what the modding situation is with that because I want to mod it, and I want to put my own games um, onto it. And we'll see how that works. Because right now, how I do it is I take my PlayStation One games, I put them into the computer, and I rip them in ISO format, and then I can play them on my emulator, my PS, PSX, PSCX, whatever it is, uh, on the computer. And um, it's great, you know. You take advantage of the upscaling and the anti-aliasing. And we've talked about this over and over. But uh, that's something I'm, I'm looking forward to. And I know it won't be looking that good on here. But I still want to do it. I still want to experiment with that. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the modding situation is with this yet. Uh, it's been it's been what eight months, nine months since it came out or something like that. So hopefully, all the smart people that are way smarter than me have figured out a great way to mod it. If you have a PS One Classic and or modded it or have any info on that, get at me in Discord, and let me know. I would love to get your feedback. If you have any shortcuts or know of the correct way, because there's right and wrong, as you know. <laughs> To, uh, to do this sort of thing. Uh, you can get into Discord at um, heinehouse.com, Scroll to the top of my website. There's a big Discord logo. Just click it. Boom. Opens up and takes you right in. And uh, check out the podcast chat. In fact, I'm, I'm looking at my notifications. Everyone's in there chatting right now. It's great. So thanks so much, everyone, for being there. Okay. We're going to jump into this, this week in gaming history because we have some great, great games and even handhelds. You may have noticed right behind me. This is uh, a a mini shrine of my Game Boy Advance collection because the Game Boy Advance is celebrating its birthday. So coming up this week in gaming history, the section where we talk about release dates of systems and games from the past and how they correspond with the week this episode is out. So here we go. June 8th. In 1990, Chippendales Rescue Rangers on the NES in Japan was released. Capcom was king of the hill back in those days, releasing so many amazing games, amazing games. In fact, I want to tell a story. You know what? I did this like three episodes ago. There was another game that came out that sparked. I wanted to tell a story, but then I forgot to. So remind me to tell you a story after this. You're like, how in the fuck am I going to remind you, Jay? I'll try to remember. About a, a tournament I entered for that. Um, also, June 8th in 2010. Skipping, uh, skipping ahead a few years. Mega Man Zero Collection on Nintendo DS. Wow. I actually didn't know that they had a Zero Collection. That's pretty cool. In handheld mode. Moving on to the next day in, uh, on June 9th. In 1994, the great Earthworm Jim on Sega Genesis was released. I think everyone knows that. You guys remember Earthworm Jim? Uh, In 2003, Donkey Kong Country on Game Boy Advance. Uh, It's somewhere over there. It's over there. (laughs) On Game Boy Advance was released. Uh, 2005 on June 9th. Killer 7 on GameCube was released. It was also on PS2. That's the action-adventure... Uh, game that was uh, it wasn't developed by Capcom but I think it was published by them uh, has an amazing soundtrack and the art style kind of cel-shaded sort of anime style you really should look that game up it's fantastic when it came out I remember it came out and it didn't get very good reviews people I think people were kind of like they were confused with the controls or the the direction or something was, was amiss with it and I didn't play it when it came out I played it much later but uh, it kind of has a cult following now and, in fact, it's kind of uh, uncommon and uh, kind of expensive to find. So if you ever see that game out there, pick it up. It's a great one. Um, you, you should check it out. Uh, same day, June 9th, in 2013, Animal Dropping's New Leaf on the 3DS was released. You clean up the poop with the animal dropping the leaf, the new leaf to fall from the tree, and then all of a sudden you have to ask, Harold, what do I do with this Wifi, Harold? June 10th, the next day in 1992 You know what this is Street Fighter 2 Super Nintendo in Japan My man Gilly My man Gilly I used to have hair like him too Blonde hair, it sticks straight up in the front Man mean. The 90s were amazing <laughs> Can somebody please take me back to the 90s Drop me the fuck off And leave me the fuck alone I would appreciate that. In 2001, on June 10th, Super Mario Advance on Game Boy Advance. Yeah, we're getting some GBA love in here now because uh, this console came out. And so uh, now we're getting all these different games that are coming out uh, post. Pretty cool. Uh, What else? Oh, another one in 2001. Castlevania Circle of the Moon on Game Boy Advance came out. I haven't played that one. I did, recent, last night in fact I went and played the Rebirth games on Wii uh, I played the Contra Rebirth God, those are good I'm sure the Castlevania one is just as good I, I picked that one up as well Excited to play it I bought those before the uh, they shut the uh, Wii shop down What, two months ago? I think two months, three months ago Something like that uh, And lastly on June 10th in 2011 Duke Forever The game that took forever to be released On PlayStation 3 Moving on to the next day, June 11th in 1999. It's me, Mario Golf. Uh, Golf. Mario Golf on the N64 in Japan. 2001. Ladies and gentlemen, the Game Boy Advance Uh 2001. The Game Boy Advance handheld was released. And of course, this is a little shrine of some of my most beloved Game Boy Advance items here that I like. Uh, we have the, the Gen One, we have the Gen Two, and we have we have the Gen Two uh, SP. We have the uh, 101 SP with the brighter screen, and then we have the the Micro I have right here. This one here is new in box. Just for some reason, just left it in the box. I, I mean, I I don't know why. There's no reason really. But uh, yeah, I have a carry case for the Gen One over here. It's pretty nice. I like that. I like to collect carrying cases for some reason. I don't know. I have a weird fetish with that. I have like all of my N64s and a few of my Super Nintendos all in those, these hard like plastic padded travel cases. I don't know. They're the rental cases from like Blockbuster and stuff. If you have any of those, let me know. I'm, I got a fetish for them. I want them. Um, and then a few of my box collection of the games here. And you, you may see, um, I have, and I'm showing this here, and if you are listening to the audio feed, go back on YouTube and watch the video feed so you can see this. But uh, I do have, now this is a project that I did in 2010, and in fact, I made a YouTube video back in 2010. It's still there, almost 10 years old, on YouTube about my, I was documenting my process for this. The coverproject.net, I know they're still around. What I did is I I went to Nintendo, at official Nintendo, at the time they were still selling these cases, and I bought these cases Uh, DS cases, and what's nice about these specific DS cases, official ones, not the third-party garbage ones, these ones is that they hold the DS game, but also on the top, they have the Game Boy Advance game slot. Now, Nintendo did get rid of that uh, slot up over here, up top, uh, down a little bit later on from this. So, you could at one point buy these cases with that, and that's what I wanted because I wanted to put these games in proper cases, the ones I didn't have boxes for. So I bought a bunch of these. They were pretty cheap for Nintendo. Well, I guess they were... I don't remember what they were, but they weren't dirt cheap. But um, you buy them in bulk. I think you buy them in packs of 5 or 10, something like that. And uh, then I I went to coverproject.net, printed out all the the paper here, and ended up uh, having these in cases. And they're protected. They look good. You know, they display real nice. And that was something that... um, that I I still am working on because I have more loose games and I have some other cases as well. So it's pretty nice. So if you ever come across, like if you're out thrifting or you've secondhand store or whatever, and you come across cases like DS cases, open them up and look. If they have the Game Boy Advance slot holder in the top, I would pick it up because those are are pretty uncommon. And Nintendo did get rid of that to save, what, a little bit of money? I have no idea. Why change the mold, right? Uh, So, yeah. All right, 2001, Game Boy Advance. We love you. Thank you so much. In 2009, Bomberman Ultra on PS3 was released. We got two days left here. Oh, three days. June 12th in 2001, F-Zero Maximum Velocity. I keep looking back here. I wish I would have organized them. It's in there somewhere. I have no idea. Those games are great. If you haven't played F-Zero on Game Boy Advance, do yourself a favor. And play those. It's basically the Super Nintendo version. They look just like it, but with more maps, more vehicles. It's just expanded. It's so fun. And also, you can play it multiplayer if you have the link cable. You can link up some GBAs and actually play with friends. And I've done that before. It's so fun. So fun. In 2012, lollipop chainsaw PS3 and 360. Now, this is interesting. When I saw this, I wanted to put this one in here. I remember Pax Prime in Seattle, Washington, in 2012, going up there, and it was really crazy because at the time, at their booth, and you go look up Lollipop Chainsaw. Just go type it in and go filter by by photos. You're going to see very scantily clad uh, horror girls, not horror, not horror girl, horror. Get your mind out of the gutter uh cosplay dressed up like that's like they're see i haven't played that game so i don't know what her name is or what her role is but they had these booth babes at their booth dressed up in a lollipop chainsaw outfit they had like chainsaws like real deal like real chainsaws and shit and i remember they were dressed so risque that in fact the people at pax asked them to be removed I remember this. It was insane. I'm like, what really? That's crazy. So that definitely got a little buzz going around for people, but yeah. So lollipop chains. I just, I don't know. 2012. I always remember that. What a great time. Great time at PAX. And 2018. Wow. On the same day, Fortnite and Paladins was released on switch on the same day. Oh my God. Battle of the battle of the battle Royales. That was in 2018. Next day, June 13th in 1986, Ghosts and Goblins on NES in Japan was released. 2005, Goldeneye Rogue Agent on DS. 2005, Juiced on PC. That's that uh, racing game, kind of like street racing, Fast and Furious style. I put that in there just for, you know, because I love racers. It's a pretty fun little game. And 2011, We Play Motion. Remember that? In 2011, that's when they released this game with the Wii uh, motion control attachment. You plug it into the bottom of your Wii remote, and it would then uh, make it a heightened element of motion control, which was very accurate. I really did like it. And then they they built it into the controllers after that. There's maybe a year or so without doing that. But then they released their new controllers, and that's when you get that. And the last day here, folks, before we move on to some gaming news, June 14th in 2013. The Last of Us on PS3. Ladies and gentlemen, that is This Week in Gaming History. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Before we move on, can I just do this real quick for you guys? Can I just play this for you? Let me turn the volume up all the way. I just want to turn on the the Game Boy Advance just so you can hear this. It it may have been a while. Uh, You're welcome. Okay, let's move right along. We have a lot to talk about gaming news that's gone on this week. Magic the Gathering animated series on Netflix. Yes. The animated component of the series is being handled by Octopi. And Hasbro's All Spark Animation series is bringing in creative talent from the likes of Spider-Man, Spider-Man, into the Spider-Verse, Batman, the animated series, uh, Star Wars, Clone Wars, as well as some others. So they're going to have some heavy hitters working on this. This is actually, that's good news. Uh, we'll kind of be like a cross-suspenseful thriller, horror-type drama And uh, with deeply developed characters. And uh, they're saying that it's kind of not common to what you'd normally see in an anime. Or this type of animation. I don't know, man. I think... I think... uh, I think animes are pretty story-driven. So this this ought to be pretty good, to be honest. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, No date has been set yet, but something to look forward to. So go ahead and Google A, a little bit of that. We don't have a lot of info on that just yet. They haven't announced it, but... Be on the lookout for that. Magic the Gathering. Honestly, guys, I feel like I feel like we're we're just on the cusp of of getting a lot of video gaming and movies slash TV shows cross pollinating here. Like, I really feel we're on the beginning of this. There's going to be tons and tons of stuff. I know they tried it in the past a little bit. Um, what was that movie with Adam Sandler and Pac Man and all that? There was, I mean, there was a whole bunch of stuff, but. And I know movies have been around like video game theme from the 80s and stuff like that. But I feel like, honestly, I don't, I, I feel like we could see a Gears movie. You know, we could see a Last of Us, like a real movie, Last of Us. Like the settings of these games are what movies have been doing for years. So for everyone to now be taking a look at gaming, gaming is so massive now. And for them to be like, oh, there's money in gaming. Well, maybe we should uh, make a movie about maybe we should do a TV show. Maybe we, yeah, da, 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 da. There's one thing you don't want to do, though, is just don't take the TV show or movie and make it into an NES game, okay? No one's ever gotten out of that alive. Let's not do that. <laughs> Play any NES game that's based off a movie and then write to me and tell me, Jason, you asshole. Why would you do that to me? I was just looking for a wi fi All right, we have some Microsoft news here. I want to talk about some... I have actually three stories back-to-back here about this stuff. So Xbox has some deals going on right now. Um, Xbox has some deals going on for their consoles and a majority of their games. Yay! Just in time for E3. This is great. It's actually a really great time if you're an Xbox player because all the stuff that they just announced today, I watched it with E3 and the, the Game Pass and the PC stuff and Halo and a lot of really, really great stuff happening. I am... It's just a great time to to be on Xbox. Um, But what's going on right now is some sales for some games. Um, They're going on in the Microsoft store, of course, and some participating retailers, but majority of it's at the Microsoft store. Um, So some of the stuff, just a few noteworthy things I want to let you know. It's happening right now. So if you're listening to this uh, the week this comes out, make sure to get over there and check it out because uh, the sale ends June 17th. Okay, so here's what you can get right now. Hundred bucks off. The Xbox One X, pretty good deal. Uh, Fifty bucks off of the Xbox One S Fortnite Battle Royale Special Edition Bundle. Fifty dead presidents off of the Xbox One S bundles and the new Xbox One S All Digital Edition. That's the one with no CD drive. And up to seventy five percent off select games, including. Discounts on newly released games. Yeah, right? What? No, that's not. Wait, is it? Wait, what? Bruh, what? Bru-ru-ru-ru. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Mortal Kombat 11. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Tom Clancy Games. Division 2 is on sale. Wow. $10 off controllers. The sale ends June 17th. And when it ends, it ends. So get your ass over there. Get some deals. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Not going to lie, though. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it next week when I talk about my E3 stuff. But, man, that uh, <laughs> that Xbox Game Pass, shit's looking pretty legit. Um, This is big news for PC gamers. Me, myself, I'm very excited about this. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about it when we go live next week for the e3 episode but microsoft is updating the xbox desktop experience and i i hinted and talked a little bit about this last episode but we have just a little bit more news now because today i logged on and i saw that the icon looked different and i clicked on it and it gave me a little blurb about hey this is uh sorry about our, you know, pardon our dust we're in the middle of you know updating this you know update your windows because we're going to update this app and They're saying that they are going to rename the app to Xbox Console Companion. It is going to be a dedicated app for your Xbox console's features and settings. So they're making it more of less like a hub and a communication device between your console and the PC, your Game Pass. It's all going to be connected because, you know, their big thing is they want you to play where you want to play, how you want to play with whoever you want to play. I think that's great. The, The connectivity there. That's really great. And uh, right now, there's no info exactly uh, on how it will function. I went and updated my Windows today, and I went and up, uh, updated the app, which it already seemed to be updated automatically, so they pushed that through automatically. But nothing looked different as of yet, as of today. So that's all coming. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for it. In fact, I may even get the fucking Game Pass. It's like legit. It's like, what, 10 bucks or 15 bucks a month to unlock all these games and I mean, you know, I can play on the console on the TV. I can play on the PC. Like, they're going to support Windows 32 games. Like, dude, I'm not going to lie. I'm excited for that. Bravo, Microsoft. I mean, you know, we always talk shit, but... yeah, <laughs> It's pretty good. <laughs> what else is great? Xbox personal care items. Oh, come on. What the fuck? This is... Let me just—I got a PlayStation One classic. It's for sale. Anyone want it? Come on now, what the fuck's going on here? Is this real? Xbox is teaming up with Links. <laughs> Links, oh, known as AX in the U.S. Okay, I was—I was just gonna say, like, why didn't they team up with AX? That sounds like the perfect people for this shit. Okay, so Links—I guess that's outside of the U.S. I don't know. This first part of it. Uh, they'll be—they'll be releasing. Get this. Hold on to your seat. Deodorant, body spray, and shower gel in Australia, New Zealand, and in July, in groceries and pharmacies. Wow. This is the real deal. The official description says, Lynx Xbox is a fresh scent of pulsing green citrus featuring top notes of kaffir lime and winter lemon. Aromic herbal, middle tones of mint and sage, and woody bottom notes of patrulli and clearwood. I quote that that is what they say. That's bullshit. Dude, don't no, no, stop. God damn it. Get get, get some help. Stop, Stop. Stop 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 it. Stop it. What are you doing? Axe, stop it. That's just too funny. I'm dying. This is so funny. I'm going to show a picture of it. I have a picture of it. This is real. This is... Oh, wait. Where is it? There we are. There they are. Look, it's real. Lift your game. Yeah, lift your balls and put this on there. (laughs) I got something for you to lift. In fact, folks, little do you know, reality is it's not even made with the patchouli oil and the clearwood sage and the woody bottom notes. It's made with the essence of Mountain Dew Air, Nacho Cheese Dorito Sprinkles, Big Boy Taint Sweat, and Ripe Convention Butt. Rest my case. Get some some help. Stop stop it. (laughs) I think it's fucking hilarious. You know, Axe, that company has been doing shit like this from the beginning of time. I bet you that is no different than any other scent that they've made. I mean, I don't know. It's probably different, but no you know what? You know what? Fuck it. I would be down to try that. It doesn't look like it's coming to US though. We're not getting it in US. Australia and New Zealand. Oh, damn. We're not going to get it. Well, if anyone gets this, all right, let me know how it smells. Let me know how that shower gel lathers up. And let me know if if it really does lift up your balls and get your taint. Let me know. Lift up your game. Lift something up. I would actually... You know what? If I had some of this... In fact, links, Axe, come on, send it to me. They're like, oh, hell no. You just got done talking shit. <laughs> I would try it. I would try it. I want that spray right there. Right there. Look at that spray. That's what I want. Yeah. Hilarious. Fucking hilarious. All right, we have some info about the, uh, the Sega Genesis Mini. Now, this hit the internet last week, and everyone was set ablaze. And there's no definite answer on if this is real or not. I think it was a joke, or we don't know if it's real. So, I don't know. But I wanted to bring it up because uh, it sounds awesome. Evidently, and there's a picture that I will show with this. They have a Sega Mini Tower. Uh, Sega did reveal the releasing of handheld accessories for the Genesis Mini. Recreations of the Sega CD, 32X, and Sonic the Hedgehog cartridge all stuffed in the top of it. Um, all of these can stack together and recreate the infamous Sega Tower of Power. You guys remember that? It had the the Genesis, and they had the Sega CD on the bottom, and it had the 32X on top, and the game on top of that. And it looked like a fucking totem pole. Yeah, it's a real deal. Um, the items are purely cosmetic and don't add any additional games. All right, that is kind of a shame. Um, These add-on items are only confirmed to be released in Japan. It will cost 3,980 yen. That's about 37 U.S. dollars. It will be released on September 19th, same day as a Genesis Mini. Hope it comes to the U.S., bitches. Hope it comes to the U.S. I think um, it's interesting. Here's a picture. I'll show a picture of it. What's interesting about this device is you can see it almost looks like this is a prototype because you probably can't tell too much from the picture, but the texture is different. The 32X and the uh, Sega CD down there, it almost has a matte finish looking to it. And um, the actual Genesis is kind of more shiny, more gloss. So this may be kind of a prototype. But nonetheless, even if it is, I mean, even if it is purely cosmetic, which... Kind of makes me sad. But, I mean, what do you expect? What the fuck do you expect them to do? Make all, like, new games or something? Actually, you know what would be cool? No, it wouldn't work because they don't have a a slot on top to actually connect it. I said what would be cool is if they created the Sega Genesis, right? But then they had a, a port either on the back or on the top or something to where they could make the 32X unit a mini console itself that would plug into it just like this. And it would unlock like 20, 32X games, which is basically their entire library. (laughs) And then a a Mega CD, Sega CD attachment that would go on the bottom. And then that would unlock Sega CD games. Dude, think about that. Holy shit. If they, man, I wish I would have thought that out a little more. I mean, yeah, we're talking big money, but I think I would invest in that. I would buy that. That sounds pretty good. Look how cool that is. How cute. I'd be all over that. What about that? What about that? Would you guys buy something like that? How cool would that be? To like, oh yeah, I got my mini. I got my mini console here, you know, but I just bought the 32X expansion. It was 49 99 whatever. I plugged right into my Genesis Mini. Boom. I use the same controllers. It just plugs into the top. I've got 20, 30, 40, whatever games, 32X games. Then the Sega CD attachment comes along and then boom, then you got that. You have the catalog for Sega uh, CD plus all the Sega 32X CD games. Remember those? Oh, man. Come on, bro. Just hire me, bro. Let me come on in there. That's awesome. Okay. Now. Some horseshit going on. Online gaming. Cheaters. I'm going to... Oh, man. I don't want to sit here and rant for like an hour. But I want to tell you, there's nothing that frustrates me more. That makes me more discouraged in our existence than somebody cheating in an online game. There's nothing more pathetic than that. You know, one of the greatest things about gaming is playing a game, working through that game, understanding the game's premise, story, its concept, understanding how the game works, its control, its characters, understanding the characters' abilities, how they interact in the world figuring out how to play that game your own way using your abilities as a person your eye hand coordination using your thought process your tactics using your your abilities as a person to play a game And in some cases, master a game. There's nothing more satisfying than that. And I know you're probably sitting there like, whoa, what the fuck are you talking about, Jason? Why are you... Because I feel like cheating online, it goes deeper than just gaming. I almost feel like there's some sort of like mental illness or psychological issues in a person who feels that they need to cheat In order to compete or to play or to always be the best. You know, when I was in school and we had some sort of competition or tournament, I, I, I played sports as a kid. You wouldn't be able to tell now. But growing up, all the way through high school, I played basketball. I played sports. And you know what? Every year, not only every year, every game we played. I played hundreds of basketball games. And at the end of that game, one team won the game and one team lost the game. And whether we lost by a landslide or we won by a milestone, we either got the satisfaction of winning or we didn't. There was either a trophy for us to get or there was not. And what did I do? Did I sit there and cry like a little bitch and be like, oh, we didn't lose. And, oh, it shouldn't be that way. I should always win. No. You were discouraged. But you learned something. You picked yourself up. You went and you tried harder. You went back out to that court and you practiced. You pr- practiced on your running and dribbling and shooting, your tactics. You tried to become a better player, a better person, a better basketball player. In my case, that's how gaming is. You know what? You can't always win in gaming. You can't. The fun of gaming is losing and overcoming and working that out. I mean, isn't it? Why are we why are we here? Why are we even gaming then? What's the point? I I don't understand it. I didn't really want to go <laughs> didn't want to go on this tangent, but I'm very passionate about this topic because I can't seem to fucking understand people when they want to cheat like that, especially in an online tournament where they, okay. Oh, okay. Well, you say Jason well, it's about the money They They want to get that $30 million or whatever. I understand that, but to cheat and then risk everything, like your reputation, like you playing in games online or in a tournament ever again, like being banned, like, is it worth that? People don't give a shit about their reputation anymore. That's just what it is. They don't care about their reputation, about their friends, their family, anyone around. They don't give a fuck. And that's where we have a real problem. I'm sorry about all that, but man, it really frustrates me because I have two articles here I want to talk about. Someone's cheating in um, Tarkov and another person banned uh, in, uh, what, Fortnite? It's just bullshit. There's a game called Escape from Tarkov. It's a open world survival uh, shooter, first person shooter. In fact, I almost bought it. I was really looking at getting it, and then I realized it's kind of pay to win. And I don't mean I don't want any part of that. Like you buy the the basic edition, they give you like one gun, and then you buy like the gold edition, and they give you like all these perks and abilities and guns and ammo and all this extra shit. And I'm like, that's pay to win. Fuck that. I'm not doing that. Anyway, it's a Twitch streamer. I don't even know if I want to bring attention to this piece of shit. Anyway, named Kablamo, was streaming Escape from Tarkov on June 6th and was shown targeting players who were hidden behind walls and getting numerous headshots. Sounds a little bit like aimbotting to me. Evidently, he denied using the hacks, of course, but was very specific about the hacks. So people were very suspect on this guy, and so a Reddit user made a video of Kablamo regarding the hacks. Um, so Kablamo evidently is threatening to take this guy to uh, to court, claiming I have enough money to go to court, and I'm gonna <laughs> fucking prosecute. Like, okay, don't even waste your time on this guy. But uh, anyway, but that's what ha- see someone's so passionate. Actually, I can understand this dude. He's like, fuck that. I got all the money in the world. Fuck this guy. He's cheating online. I can take him to court. Like It sounds kind of pathetic, but I can understand his passion. I mean, I just ranted for like 10 minutes. I get it. I get it. Um, so evidently he was streaming. People are accusing him of cheating. He's like, I'm not hacking. I'm not hacking this game. I'm not cheating. I'm not doing it. In an attempt to prove his innocence, this numbnuts decided to pull up his cheat injector Live on the stream and show that nothing was injected in the game nothing was installed fucking bravo bravo get some help get some help stop it get some help so evidently uh other people in the stream were like what what the fuck's going on they called him out on it and he's like wait you have you have a fucking injector already it's already installed he was like oh no 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 he played it off like oh i'm I'm doing this for Grand Theft Auto. It was a cheat for GTA. You're full of shit. Uh, Needless to say, in the end, the long story short is that Twitch banned his account. Yes, thank you. And uh, he's no longer on Twitch. (laughs) It makes me happy. It makes me happy because, uh, you know, people need to stop doing that shit. It's bullshit. Um, I've, I've played... I haven't ever played like competitive where there's like money at stake, but I've played competitive shooters before online with people in tournaments. And I have gone up against people that are blatantly hacking in these tournaments. And it's really frustrating when you work really hard to hone your craft, hone your skill, get good at a game and understand the map, understand the weapons, the the bullet drop. Like you understand the game and you want to use and apply what you've learned to the game and get, get good and win. And you go up against some fuckhead that just uses the cheat to like aimbot. It's bullshit, fucking bullshit. Do you guys agree with me? Am I just on left field here? Am I just like fucking? Am I just rambling for no reason? Like, does that does that bother you too? I mean, if you don't play online, then I get it; doesn't bother you. But I mean, do you give a shit when people cheat in general? Like, that's just stupid. Just don't do it. So evidently, another cheater was banned uh, in Fortnite. During a tournament, but still gets into the tournament somehow because Blizzard, I don't know. Five weeks ago, two Fortnite players named XXIF and Ronaldo were found guilty of cheating during qualifiers for upcoming $30 million tournament. Okay, so there it is. Motivation is money. I feel like I'm watching Forensic Files. So Epic, oh, Epic banned them for two weeks? Why only two weeks? Ban them for fucking life, man. There should be consequences for that shit. They were able to come back and qualify for the World Cup anyway after the 2 weeks. What's the fucking point? Ah. Oh. I just, I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. I feel like the fact that they only banned them for 2 weeks and let them come back and still qualify and play, that is going to allow that is going to entice other cheaters to cheat. It's going to allow them to be like, oh, fuck, only two weeks. I can do that. Let's do that. Unbelievable. You know what? My Jerry Springer final thought on this shit. Take a moment and be a part of something greater than yourself. Try to do something. Work hard at something. And have the satisfaction that you actually overcame and worked hard at it and earned it. Some news about Uncharted and The Last of Us. Oh, we heard about this earlier this week. Yes, yes, yes. PS3 servers are going offline. Naughty Dog announced on its developer blog that the company will be shutting down multiplayer servers for their PS3 games Uncharted, Uncharted 2, Among Thieves, Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception, and The Last of Us. And The Last of Us Left Behind. So all those games are going offline. (sighs) September 19th is the date. Um, From now until the shutdown, all the multiplayer DLC for these games will be free. So at least you can have some time to enjoy them before they're taken away from you. And that's just the thing. I feel like every time we have an episode, I always am bringing this up. And it's a sad, sad reality that these digital games, man, we do not actually own them. It's kind of this scary world that we're in. I can right now go to my Game Boy Advance games right here behind me, pop this into a Game Boy or a Game Boy player on the GameCube, and I can play in these games right now and have fun and enjoy them. Reality is, if they were digital, there would come a time when I won't have access to them anymore. It's just a reality. I don't care if you've got them or backed them up or, you know, they're connected to your account. Like, even Steam. I've got 600 games on Steam. Like, yeah, they're connected to my account. I can go download them. What happens, God forbid, what happens if that goes down? Steam goes down, the servers go down. I mean, it's it's not future-proof, you know? None of this shit is. So, like, that's really crazy. And I feel bad. I feel bad for people who really pl- like those games and play those games. To be honest, I feel bad for all of us because we're on the same boat. So, evidently, Blizzard had been working on a first person StarCraft shooter. What? Yeah, we heard rumblings about this. God, I feel like it was a few years ago. And I was actually, no, no, no. We heard about this during the same time I thought that Overwatch was released. Overwatch came out, and then I think the rumors were like, oh, they're also doing another game, another shooter in a StarCraft universe. And I'm like, dude, I'm stoked. I'm. Sounds great. And then Overwatch, when that came out, it was a complete fucking success. Everyone loved it. So that's even more exciting. But evidently, uh, they put the fork in it. They're going to uh, shut it down. Um, people were describing it as it's supposed to be like a Battlefield and StarCraft merging. Whew, that's exciting. Um, Blizzard says that they are now going to be focusing on their two IPs, Diablo 4... And Overwatch 2. So we don't really have any other concrete data or info on uh, Diablo 4. But uh, from what they have said, the, the rumors are Overwatch 2 is supposed to have some more PVE. Thank you, God. Some Blizzard employees say it's similar to Left for Dead. Yes. Can I get a round of applause here? Yes. what's the thing that overwatch needs the most fucking pve i've been saying that since day one when we uh, first played the halloween fucking junkenstein hello amazing it's like why isn't this in the game all the time why don't we have a fucking co-op wave-based pve this is fucked come on blizzard get your shit together for fuck's sake uh, Diablo Hellfire, it's free right now on good games GOG.com Our good all friends at Good Games I think I'm sounding older every time I do it I don't know why I'm Games Good All Games Good Old, game. old, old Friends well, Harold? Harold What do I do with this Weefy Harold? It says I can't connect to the Weefy Harold What do I do with this Weefy? Do I touch the Weefy? Do I play with the wavy Harold? Way to Uh, Blizzard has allowed good old games to release the Diablo expansion Hellfire in their store, which is great. If you purchase the base Diablo game, then you will get this expansion for not $1, not $2, nope, not even $10, but Bruh. free 99 Yeah. yeah. And if you don't have it, the original Diablo is 10% off right now till June 17th. So get your ass in the store and get that game. If not, then just oof. Okay, so we talked about this last episode. I have to update you because we got more information, more concrete uh information on this. We talked about Call of Duty Modern Warfare, we talked about the crossplay, and I said rip Console players, holy shit, shit, shit! Rip, rest in peace. Because if you are going up with a controller against a PC player with mouse and keyboard, you are fucked. No god, please no, no, no! It's just, it's just, you know, it's unfair. You know, the, the precision with a mouse is far superior uh, than a controller. So, having said that, I was kind of like, why and how are you going to be doing this? Because that's not fair. Well, here's the info we got. Um, it's going to be input based. Okay, this makes sense. I can't believe I didn't think about this. Input based to prevent PC players from wrecking the console players. Yes, of course. But if you use a controller on PC, which if you use a controller on PC in a shooter, you should just throw your computer out the fucking window. <clears throat> Sorry, I had some in my throat. <clears> throat> um. If you use a controller on PC, in theory, it would pair you up with console players who are also using controllers. So that makes sense. You probably select your input in the game, and then it will pair you up with, like, input players. That makes sense. That's great. Uh, Only time a controller user would have to face a PC keyboard and mouse player is when they're paired up with a PC player, which will land them in more PC games. So if you're in a party, per se, uh, with people who are playing... On console, but then you also play with someone on PC, um, and they're also using controller. Then you'll probably get paired up with somebody who has a uh, a PC mouse and keyboard, which it's going to be rough. It won't be any easy task, there, kids. But y'all figure it out. Y'all work through it. How about some info on Shenmue Three? It's delayed again. For fuck's sake. I don't even know what the fuck I'm reading. How many times is it going to be delayed? Isn't this like the fourth time? Who knows? Is it the fourth time? I think it is. (laughs) Cheese and rice, man. It's okay. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it, right? I don't know. It better be. Shenmue 3. Been delayed again this time until November 11th. I don't even know what the fuck I'm reading. 2019. Originally supposed to be out at the end of 2017. I don't even know what the fuck I'm reading. Then the first half of 2018. I don't even know what the fuck I'm reading. Then August 2019. I don't even know what the fuck I'm reading. I, I, I don't even know what the fuck I'm reading. For fuck's sake. And now November 19th. I don't even know what the fuck I'm reading. <laughs> Man. Yu Suzuki made the announcement on the game's Kickstarter page saying, while well, almost ready, the game simply needs a little more refinement before being truly finished we feel the extra time will help us deliver a true shed new experience players around the world deserve. And honestly, think about this, folks. We've waited so long as it is. The fact that they still continue to work on it and you're getting that word from Yu Suzuki himself. Like, okay, it's all right. It's all right. It's coming. It's going to be good. You're going to enjoy it. It'll be well worth the wait. Nothing wrong there. I know it's frustrating, but it'll, it'll uh, just like Prom. It'll come. Excuse me. Um, IKEA making consumer accessories for gamers. What? IKEA? Now, I am a friend of IKEA. In fact, I've purchased many tables. Actually, this table over there and over there. And oh, the one that my Mac is on. That one and over there. I've used her tables and chair stuff has a chair even though it's completely fallen apart but that's beside the point we use ikea stuff in the in the past but they're making some custom accessories that are going to be catered more towards gamers which is really great ikea partnering with prosthetics company unique and esports company arena academy to create a line of accessories for gamers called upcopla yeah you you copla yeah i'm not going to be able to pronounce that if there's one thing for sure, I've never been able to pronounce anything that's in IKEA. Not one thing. I think the only thing I was able to pronounce one time was Billy, right? The Billy bookcase. That was it. No idea. Uh, evidently, they're going to develop 3D printed products that provide custom made fits for gamers, including those with mobility issues. That is brilliant. This is so good. The first products include a wrist brace, textured keycaps for better grip. And a mouse bungee, which keeps cores out of the way while you play. That's very, very nice. Uh, eventually, they say they are hoping to create more accessories and products for gamers. With physical, dif- dis- blah, blah, blah. with physical disabilities, everyone should be able to play games. And they want to help make that happen. Looks like it's going to launch around 2020. And I love this concept. Absolutely brilliant. IKEA is known for making affordable and sometimes cheap. And sometimes kind of low quality. But... Functional uh, furniture and items like that. So Ikea makes the type of furniture that you can purchase, come home, set it up, use it. And then in your next move in a few years, if you happen to accidentally break it or slam it on the side of your U-Haul truck and break it, you're not crying because you're only out like 30, 40 bucks for the desk, right? You're like, okay, well, I didn't spend 400 of it at fucking the furniture store. I spent 40 bucks on it at Ikea and I just go buy another one. It's not that big of a deal, right? So that's the kind of stuff Ikea makes. And that's actually really, I'm really excited for that. I think that's great. I'm going to pop up a picture. Look at that. These are the uh, rubber grip uh, keypads, key covers that they're making for the uh, keyboard. As you can see, it's W A S D on the keyboard there. I mean, hell I'm, I'm, I fucking want some of those. Like I want to try those out. Looks pretty good. Looks a little ribbed for her pleasure. Looks nice. Ribbed for my pleasure. Good job, Ikea. This is good. I hope that this means that Ikea will then invest, maybe even come out with a line for gamers. Gaming chairs, uh, tables, accessories, maybe cable management, uh, maybe uh, lighting, maybe some backlighting, LED lighting, um Look at look at just what I've talked about there. The possibilities are endless for Ikea. And I really hope that they do that. That'd be pretty fantastic. Hey, that's all the gaming news I had. How about that? We're going to move on to some tech news. All right. Well, it's happening. You know, Microsoft and Sony are all announcing their kind of their new consoles that are coming out, talking about 4K, but also talking a little bit about 8K and I'm like, bruh, I don't even have a 4K TV yet. So what the fuck? And I know I'm 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 old school. I know I'm I'm not ahead of the game as far as TVs are concerned. Uh and you know, we'll we'll cross that bridge down the road. But technology changes so fast with TVs. You know that. And you've seen that. I mean, honestly, just ten years ago, a TV equivalent well, they didn't even exist ten years ago, what they are today, but you would get a way shit like a 1080p 60 frame TV, LCD TV to be like five grand or three grand. You know what I mean? Like that's where it's at, like a 47 inch or 42 inch. It'd be like three grand. Today you can get like an 80 inch fucking OLED. You know, when that scratches your back, you know, follows you around the house, wipes your ass when you're done. Like, oh, come, uh, uh, 1500 bucks. <laughs> Fuck crazy. So LG though, they're coming out with some new TVs. So this is good, you know, because. Eventually, we're going to all need to be upgrading to this stuff. Uh, in fact, they've started taking orders already in South Korea for the first 8K OLED screen. It's the 88 Z9 model. It's an 88 inch OLED panel with 8K ultra HD resolution, and that resolution is 7680 by 4320, all right? That's four times from 4K, obviously, on uh, the OLED panel itself is the largest that LG has ever shipped in a TV. Get this. The retail price is $42,000. U.S. Woo! Whoa, Nelly! Uh, pre-orders are currently up. If you uh, got that kind of money, give me a call. We need to be doing business together. Um, but if you want to pre-order a TV instead, I'll, I'll understand. But the pre-orders right now are live. And uh, if you do pre-order, the price will be reduced just a little bit. To 34000 Oh, thank you. Wow. And it's going to come with a free air purifier. What? (laughs) What? Yeah, you're going to need the air purifier for all of the fucking hyperventilating you're doing. After knowing you just bought a $40,000 TV. You've got mail. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Uh, It's going to be going on sale in North America and in Europe. In the third quarter of 2019. Get your wallets ready. No, but seriously, if you got that kind of money to spend on TV, give me a fucking call. Please, let's invest. Let's do something. Let's go in business together. I got all kinds of ideas and plans. Got all kinds of stuff we can do. Well, I really do. I have a really great concept for some businesses that we really should be doing. Money makers. I just don't have enough money to invest in them. Come on now. Hit me up. Let's go. Um, Do you guys remember? uh, I think it was a week and a half ago now, but Google went offline for a little bit for part of the day. Do you guys remember this? I think it was last Sunday or Saturday night. Something like that. Oh, I have it right here. June 2nd. When the hell was that? I think it was Sunday. June 2nd, there was an outage in Google's cloud servers. All right, cool, whatever, no biggie, right? Well, here's where the big problem comes in. If you use Google's cloud service at all for any of your smart devices, like this smart thing, I don't want to talk. I don't want to say anything because it might light up and start talking to me. But if you use any um, Internet of Things devices or smart devices in your home that are linked to the Google cloud, you don't have access to that. Now, for most people, we're not there yet. We're not using that yet. But there's a lot of people that are using smart devices to control their home. It's called home automation. It's been around forever, but it's even more accessible now because of Google Cloud services and voice recognition and having Wi-Fi and Wi-Fi and Harold to come in and connect your Wi-Fi. Oh, Harold, thank you. To be able to connect these devices. So, But when those servers go down, when Google Cloud goes, (laughs) goes down... You can't do anything. You can't, you can't do anything. So here's what was happening. So people, they couldn't turn on their AC units when their AC units were controlled by their fucking Google thermostat, their Wi-Fi-enabled thermostat. <laughs> well, what else were they using? Security cameras. They couldn't check their security cams. Or even worse, they couldn't unlock their front doors that were connected or even open their garage door openers that were connected to the Google cloud. Crazy the thing, huh? Uh, Google claims it was a network congestion issue in the Eastern USA causing the problems and that those issues have now been resolved as of 4 p.m. Pacific standard time on Sunday. Okay. It was on Sunday. Good. Last Sunday. Um, Yeah. I already talked a little bit about it, but it does raise some concerns about using your smart devices to automate your home or use your home. Think about that. Just think about that for a second. And I was, I actually was, I was talking about this with Steph earlier today. In your home, your apartment, wherever you live, doesn't matter wherever you live, we have electricity, all right? And the electricity runs everything. If the electricity goes down, we have nothing, right? Nothing at all. So it's not just like, oh, we don't have internet, we don't have this, we don't have that. That's one factor. But as long as the electricity is up and running... We're good. We have all that. Now, when we have the internet and the internet goes down, like your, IS, your local ISP fucks up or there's an outage or there's something that's happening and there's a network congestion. It's 5 p.m. Everyone's tuning into the news and streaming Netflix and your bandwidth takes a shit and you can't watch anything. You just chalk it up to like, well, I can't watch anything right now. I'm kind of fucked. That's all I can do. There's nothing that, that can happen. Whatever. I'll just wait it out. Call my ISP and bitch. We'll move on. No harm, no foul. But when you rely on these services, you connect your home to these services for crucial things like turning on the AC or uh, opening your garage door or locking and unlocking your house. Think about that. That's a little bit more crucial. We're starting to put our trust more and more into the cloud, into the smart devices, into the Google, into the cloud. Something to think about. I don't know that... I mean, I embrace it, and I like it, and I'm sure at some point in my life, then I have a smart house. I really wish I could have smart devices in the house to do stuff, but at what cost, right? At what price? We're going to be giving uh, up a lot of that convenience and ability to uh, a service that could very easily go down. But I guess that can be said with anything, and I know I'm I'm just saying that's kind of weird. This is the first time I've heard, like, Oh, yeah, the Google Cloud went down, so I couldn't uh, operate my house. That's kind of severe. You know, you tell me the power went out, I could understand that. But, I'm like, wow, fucking crazy. Um, we we read about this earlier in the week. Evidently, if you decide that you want to get rid of your smartphone for a week, there's a company that will pay you 1000 bucks to do so. Mmm. That actually sounds very intriguing. Frontier Bundles, an authorized retailer of Internet service. Um... They're basically an internet service provider that has a cell as well. But the Frontier Communications, they've launched a contest in which it will choose one candidate to use an old-fashioned flip phone in place of their smartphone for seven full days. If this person can do it successfully, he or she will be rewarded with $1,000. And In fact, sounds really easy to do for me because I grew up before having smart devices and smartphones and all that. Uh, Evidently, if you are picked, the chance of you being picked are very rare, by the way. But if you are picked, you'll be given a survival kit that includes a physical map. What is that? (laughs) To be used in place of apps such as Google Maps, a physical phone book for jotting down phone numbers, a pen and notebook and CDs with 90s era music. That sounds like a fucking vacation. (laughs) Let's go. Take me with you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, and part of the contest, you'll need to keep track of the amount of time it takes you to complete these tasks. They're wanting you to document this. They're wanting you to record all this and upload this. They want to get feedback. And it's kind of a, a marketing strategy for Frontier. Um, <laughs> they just want all this stuff because they're trying to find somebody with a huge following or someone who vlogs a lot or has you know multimedia, and they want to ha- have them help advertise and market and stuff like that. It makes sense. It makes total sense. Um, So, yeah, one of the requirements here is you have to have an active social media presence. You have to document the full experience. You have to smart market and, uh, you know, uh, smart marketing on their point for sure. But they're going to be giving um, they're going to be giving it to people who have a lot of followers and a a huge presence online. So it's something that I mean, apply if you will. But uh, reality is I am not attractive enough. And uh, my following probably isn't up to par to be able to get it, <laughs> but I may apply anyway. You never know, never know. Um, if I have I put the link in here and it's a long ass link and there's no way I'm going to pronounce it to you. So just if you want to check it out, just go to Google and type in FrontierBundles.com. dot com. That's the website, or just go type in Frontier flip phone contest. You know, be able to find it. Well, it is it has happened, folks. It has happened. Our good friends at Apple, they've finally released their brand new addition to the kitchen. The Macintosh cheese grater. It's here. <laughs> That's right. Cheese grater. Okay are you guys ready for this I, th- I feel like you guys already know about this but I'm going to just break it down in case you haven't heard I'll just talk about it real quick uh, it's, it's cool that we're getting a new Mac Pro we haven't had a Mac Pro since what 2012 I think was the last Mac Pro that was the toilet bowl right that was the black toilet seat um, but they announced uh, at their conference the new Mac Pro the base model here we go you guys ready base model Mac Pro will have an 8-core Intel Xenon, 3.5 GHz, 32 gigs of RAM, 256 GB SSD. What the fuck? Has a as a uh, AMD Radeon Pro 580X graphics card. But there will be multiple build-to-order options and configurations available with up to 1.5 terabytes of RAM. Radeon Pro Vega 2 dual, two graphics cards, and a 28 core Intel Xenon processor, if you wish. But the first model there I talked about, the base model, guess how much that is? Oh fuck, you already know the answer. Let me get my oof ready. Six thousand dollars. I think I'll just do the rest of the episode in oofs. Wow. The base model six grand. Crazy. Uh, you know, you first look at it and you're like, wow, that is insanely overpriced. You know, Apple tax, man, Apple tax is out there. Um, so yeah, that's the base model, six grand. And if you were to go and fully max out the computer, yes, here we go. We have the figures. Are you ready? If you were to fully max it out from their site, it would cost 65,000 fucking... (laughs) (laughs) Dollars. <laughs> holy shit. Holy shit. God, my soundboard exploded when it heard that that's fuck can you believe it and to top it all off to top this whole thing off they're also even bob's getting upset bob you want to come here come here bob come here let me t- you want to show everyone how mad you are come here Oh, he's laying down. He's like, "Fuck, it. I don't want to go over there." To top it all off, they are releasing a monitor for it. Okay, it's a reference monitor, and I think people are getting this confused. So, it's it's called the Pro Display, and it's five thousand fucking dollars. So yeah, so that will take that will take the grand total if you were to get them both fully maxed out seventy thousand dollars. That's crazy. Oh. Oh, did I mention the stand for the monitor it doesn't even come with it? That's separate. The stand by itself is $1,000. Oh. oh, okay. I'm not going to like, but it's no, I'm not going to give any of that shit. But the thing is, it is a pro, it's called a Pro Display XDR. And basically, it's a reference monitor. So it is probably the most purest of the pure thing you've ever seen. But reality is, that shit is some serious dough. And it's very interesting. I'm going to just talk a little bit about it before we do we wrap it up and hit into the community event. Reality is, folks, is that look at how the tide has changed. Now, Apple is, has always been about the creator the artists they've always been about multimedia they've always been an advocate for for creative people right average people like you and me just normal people they've always been about that with their iPod with their iPhone even with their early Macs remember the colorful Macs in the late 90s i mean we had a performer we had a Macintosh Performer 450 that i still have in the garage mind you i should pull it out i've talked about it a few times they've always been about getting People together, helping them as best they can, and giving them functionality. And, you know, some cosmetic stuff too. Those computers, a lot of stuff looked really funky, looked really kind of cool, sometimes futuristic. But it gave you a great tool to use. It's always been about that. And I feel like Apple has come so far with this that they've stopped that almost completely. And we're living in a world where this company is not even marketing any of the shit towards you or me anymore. They're marketing it towards big business or industry. The film industry, you know, the movie industry, um, even the audio industry for that matter. All the big time producers, all the Hollywood producers, all the huge studios in New York and Memphis, Tennessee, you know, in Texas, all the ones in L.A., all the big studios around the world. All the movie house, all the post-production facilities, they're all like, oh, we're in on this. Because they have that kind of money to spend on it and do it. And that would help them. That would aid them and benefit them. I mean, you can you can see people cutting fucking AAA movies on this thing. I'm sure you can. Yeah, I mean, they're doing it now on less hardware. So you absolutely could do it. Who the fuck is going to spend 60 grand on a computer? No one that I know, but industry will, big industry will. So it's really fascinating. Like, think about it. Do you remember in like 2004 when you bought your your iPod video? Remember that you bought your iPod video, and it was like 40 gigs of storage or 80 gigs of storage, and you're like, "Oh man, this is great. It's really helpful for me." It's like even the iPhones are a thousand bucks now. Like, what the fuck, man? That's crazy, crazy shit. You know. And hey, kudos to to you if you've got that kind of money, and you know, congratulations on being successful and being able to do that. I mean, but reality is, you know, 1% or 2% of the population are able to do that, man. It's really small. It's crazy. So, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Apple's almost... They're pricing themselves away and out of range for a lot of people. Like, there's still... Even six grand, dude. I mean, the most I ever spent on a PC was $4,000 in 2006. That was the most I ever spent on a PC a long time ago. And that was... Huge money. Huge money. Crazy, you know? So when you think about it, like, dude, six, and then seven, eight, nine, like, you spend 10 grand on the computer? Fuck. So, yeah, nuts. Really nuts. But it looks like a cheese grater. I bet you it cuts and grates cheese like a motherfucker. I bet you it slices and dices the best cheese. In fact, fuck, can we have a day where we just grate Tillamook cheddar cheese on that front and just put a whole bunch of chips on the bottom and just make the best fucking plate of nachos you've ever eaten. Well, give me that. Uh. Love it. <laughs> Winner. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up Tech News and Gaming News. Wow. Yeah. Winner. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, so we've come to... Uh, Pretty much uh, the end of the show, but before we say goodbye, we always want to jump over and talk about the community event. Every week, we have a new community event that we host in Discord. It's usually a picture event where I give a hashtag, you interpret it how you want, and go into Discord and post a picture with that hashtag on how that represents and makes sense to you. It's a lot of fun. The community gets to to uh, interact, and then I get to pop over and show this live right here so that anyone watching the video feed can see it as well but it's a great conversation starter for all of us in there to talk about what's going on and it's pretty fantastic and actually as i've been recording the episode right now we've got a bunch of friends in here talking talking about all kinds of stuff going on so let me let me scroll up to the top oh my gosh wow there's a lot that has happened okay this is great let me scroll up to the top and uh there we go and uh, I'll, I'll definitely talk it out so uh, we can uh, show it here. So here we are in Discord. So, again, how you get in here is you go ahead and go to my website, com and scroll to the top. You can do it on your phone, your tablet, your desktop, whatever. You can click at the very top of the page. There's a Discord logo. Click that, and it will bring you right in. And from there, you just click on – I'll show you. You just click on uh, – my my server right there, look, podcast chat right there. We have a general chat room for all the general talk or whatever uh, whatever you want to do there. Of course, we have the voice servers that so you can hang out with people and chat and talk. And, of course, if you wanted to join Patreon at the party-packed tier, you can join in at the bottom there. Patreon tech servers and voice chat. So we all can communicate uh, in there for Patreon-exclusive stuff in there. It's a lot of fun. Okay, let's go ahead and jump in. A lot of cool stuff going on. Oh, shit. I got to scroll back up to the top. Sorry. All right. So the hashtag, the community hashtag for uh, this last week was hashtag limited edition. Maybe a game, maybe an item. Interpret it however you want. If you want to post something limited edition or something rare that you have. Let's take a look. My man, Luke. Again, Luke, thank you for joining Patreon again. He came through. Look at this. He says that uh, he's got something for a limited edition. Trick and snowboarder on PS1. He said it's an old game. It's kind of bad, but he loves it. Probably the only person in the world to play it, and he loves it. And I had some questions about it because it looks like it's done by Capcom. Value series, it says on it. That's amazing. I love that right there. But look at this. Cool stuff. And what is it? Is that the uh, that's the pal case, isn't it? I love those. In fact, I think I like those cases more than the jewel cases. Pretty nice. Trick and snowboard. I'm always down for a good snowboard game. And then uh, Luke also came through. He had a bunch of other stuff. Look at him. He posted his Pip-Boy. I'll call it the armband. (laughs) Uh, It's, you know, limited edition. Like, look at that thing. It's cool. If I scroll down a little further, he kind of shows it here. And then he actually shows the picture of him wearing it. Look at that. That's way cool. Way cool. Thanks for showing that, Luke. That's pretty fantastic. Oh, and then he shows it here with a stand. Got a nice stand. It'll fall out for book. A little booklet there. Very nice. And my man Ginkgo came come through here and is showing some really cool stuff in the old chat. What's he got here? He's got the Kirby, the Dream Collection, 20th anniversary on Wii. That's one. Do we have that game, stuff? I don't know if we even got that one yet. We're going to have to get that one. And of course, Let's Tap. What? Is that Uses the Wii balance board? Oh my god. Done by Sega? Bro, you gotta tell me more about this game. Oh, it says Best Buy Limited Edition? Oh, that's crazy. He shows a picture of the last story on Wii. And then my favorite ExciteBots trick racing on Wii. Some, some love with the Wii. That is the big box edition that came with the Wii wheel. Very cool. Very cool indeed. Does he say something about it? Got to show off the big box version. The the, the other games are the Last Story Limited Edition, Kirby's Dream Collection, and Let's Tap Best Buy Limited Edition. Pretty much the same as the normal retail version, although it has a small pad inside the box to lay on the Wii remote. Oh, interesting. That's pretty cool. Hey, and you got the different Best Buy box art, which is really cool. Really, Really cool. Showing some, showing some, we love. Lastly, he wanted to take a picture of this large gold 30th anniversary Mario statue. It was a prize that he won in those crane games in Japan back in 2015. He said it's very nice to own. Thanks for checking it out, Adam. Hey, Adam, dude, that is fucking awesome! Wow, look, he's got Taito at the top as well. That's pretty interesting. What I like about when you when you posted this. It got me thinking, I was like, bro, we have, hold on. I'm going to go do it because he was, I want to just go up here and show it. We got a 30th anniversary banner from GameStop around that same time in 2015. We went in, Stephanie was looking for a certain Amiibo, some GameStop exclusive Amiibo that they said they had, and then we got in there or something, and then they were like, no, we don't have it. We're really sorry. So we were like, oh, we drove all the way out here. That's fucked. And then the guy felt bad and he goes, Hey, well, how about well, how, here? He went up and took the banner right off the thing. It was like, Here, you can take, have this banner for free. And I was like, What? Like, that was the best experience we had at <laughs> GameStop. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Ginkgo, my man, I want to take that picture there and show that to you. But let's scroll back up because Steph and I wanted to get down. Stephanie took a picture of this. This is her BioCock 2, or, sorry, <laughs> BioShock 2 on Xbox 360. She has some really cool big box stuff. Some limited edition things on a PS3 and Xbox 360. She used to collect a lot of this stuff. Really, really cool. <clears throat> uh, getting this collector edition makes me want to get other video game soundtracks on record. Uh, also came with an art book. Three Rapture advertising posters not shown because they won't stay unraveled. And a CD. Limited edition hashtag right there. It's very cool. That is really cool that it came with a, a vinyl record. Another one here. We were walking in Target, I don't know, four or five years ago, and we saw in the bargain aisle, in the sale aisle, that this game was there for like ten bucks or twenty bucks or something. It's the briefcase, whatever it's called, briefcase edition. But uh it's like a it's Dead Island Riptide in this briefcase. Has the game? Has a hula girl. Has a keychain, a room key basically, with a wooden wooden uh, attachment there, a little wooden tag says Dead Island Riptide on it, and an all metal um, bottle opener. Look at that, way cool, way cool, and it comes in that really cool suitcase. And the suitcase locks. It has a handle. It's legit. There's another shot here, another uh, close-up of it here for you guys to see. Look at that. How cool is that? Way cool. Love it. And there's my man Luke again, posting some stuff on this cosplay there. Very nice. He does a, a, a kind of a crossover with Marvel. Captain America. Nice. Look at that. Looking good, looking sharp my man I like it Please come over here and protect me From all the bullshit that happens every day Please (laughs) Appreciate it Very very nice Uh, And then coming down here my man Vaughn Posting some stuff here He says don't have any super rare collectibles But he does have Some Legend of Zelda stuff Very nice Looks very very nice Yeah, folks, now go into Discord and check the stuff out so you can see it for yourself. Very, very, very cool. Very nice. My man, Casico. What up, DJ? Good to see you. He's like, here's a limited edition DVD, if I'm not mistaken. Mr. General Jason and I both worked on. Sure did. I did some of the music, and you did some of the filming. Very nice. Yeah, Happy Console Gamer, the movie. Takes me back. Takes me back. Actually, if we zoom in on this... We zoom in on this. We go look at the... Oh, who's this guy? Oh, who's that guy right there? Who, do we know him? Do we know that guy? Also, music done by Mr. Jason Hooft, Pippo, Cameron, and of course, Johnny. Good times. Great times. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, takes me back to the classic like, 2010, 2011 YouTube days, man. Weren't those good? Uh, those were so good. So good. Great podcasting, too. And, uh, oh, DJ's got some more. Look at this. He's got a, what is this, a Game Gear? Is that white or gold? I can't tell from the picture. It says he got it at Value Village. Wow, yeah, 15 bucks. That's pretty good. Oh, it says white. Actually has a case. Oh, my God. Is that Japanese? He says, I guarantee no one's seen this in person. Yeah. Never seen it. This looks amazing. It's a Game Gear. It looks gold to me. But maybe uh, maybe it's white. Oh, that's so cool with the, with the TV tuner. I had a TV tuner on mine as well. Look at this case. A Sega branded case. What does it say? Turn Game Gear into a portable color TV with TV tuner. Gear up for excitement with Game Gear from Sega. Sega. Really cool case too, man. Really cool. Oh, it is white. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Only 10,000 released in Japan only. Wow, good stuff. Good stuff. We got some cherry Pepsi going on there. Wait, what what is that? That's not cherry Pepsi. The hell? Is that berry? Cherry? Oh, it says right there. Berry. A berry fruit? I can't read it. What is that? French? I can't read it. So cool. Oh, yeah. And then DJ come through posting a project Raiden. Raiden project on PS1 in the long box. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. This is fun. (laughs) This isn't, see, they're all talking about all kinds of great stuff. Some more things he's got. He posted some of his uh, Instagram so we can go ahead and check it out and some links. See, this is fun. A lot of great stuff going on in here, folks. If you want to take part, you know where to do it. Just go to my website, heinehouse.com, scroll to the top, click the link, and join in. And because we have a lot of fun stuff going on in there, I want to continue the tradition. I want to continue the hashtag this week. You guys ready for it? You ready to see what it is going to be? Hashtag my fave GBA, my favorite GBA. Yes. Game boy advance. Hey, take a picture, go into discord, hashtag it and post it in there and we will discuss it and show it off to everyone watching next week on the podcast how about that thank you everyone for participating and for being in there and taking part and can you see uh bobby over here he's humping his uh, girlfriend here not sure if you can see- no you can't see him he's over there but <laughs> he's getting down he heard game gear and game boy advance and he just gets all crazy Gets <laughs> that's crazy eye. <laughs> all right hey how about that we had a great week in gaming history. We talked a lot about some gaming news, some new tech stuff. So, hey, happy anniversary, Game Boy Advance. I appreciate you for sticking around and listening. Thanks so much for being here. Heinehouse.com. Everything's coming up in the outro. You know that. But please, hey, next episode is going to be E3. We're going to be doing it live. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you uh, want to take part, twitch.tv slash House is where you're going to want to follow. And uh, just stay tuned to my social media. I will post when all of that will be happening it'll be next week much love to you guys have a wonderful week and we will catch you later on the next one bye now that's all for this episode of Heine house live thank you all so much for being here this podcast is directly supported and funded by your generous pledges given on patreon you know and if you're sitting there like hey you know thanks jay I appreciate that. You know, I had a good time. You know, this was a good date. We had a, we had a nice nice sesh here. Maybe he had a little giggle. You know, maybe he had a little tickle. You know, if you felt a little something-something, had a good laugh, cracked a little smile, you know, swing on by Patreon. Just come on in. You don't even need reservations. It's, it's always open for you, ready to go. Just come on by. Got a bunch of exclusive content, music, all kinds of stuff there for you. And of course, how about social media? If you're on the interwebs, maybe you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can find me at handle at Heinehouse. House. And lastly, of course, audio questions. Please get those going. Get on the horn. You know, get on the the bullhorn. Maybe you want to get on the string and cup. And maybe you got a Talkboy. Maybe you want to submit that to me via Talkboy. That would be fantastic. Bust out the cassettes. Submit those audio questions via email. HeineHouseLive at gmail.com. And of course, the real-time community chat can be found in our Discord server. Where the party never ends. It continues all night long. HeineHouse.com. See y'all in the next one. Bye now.